Welcome awesome. to the Sausage Report. I mean, Squirrel <laughs> Report. Sausage Fest 2021. Sausage Fest. So, so we've Brita has decided she's taking the night off. So Alan and I are using this opportunity to all car talk. Yeah, you can you can go ahead and press that quit button right now. <laughs> you just just delete. Bye. You're not oh. interested. Well, nuts to you, but it'll it'll uh, be we, fine. We figure we'll get it all out of the way so we won't bore Brita to death. The next time she's on, that's right. We start getting into cars, <laughs> and I get a couple of pet things, or, or at least a couple. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know about Al- I don't know about Alan, but uh, you know, I've been seeing a, a lot. We want to jump right into it. Sure, I'll, sure, I'll, sure. I'll start off with my my big pet peeve. Yeah. Or one of my one of my many big pet peeves, automo- automotive wise, is the Ford Emac, the the electronic Mustang. It I... just it. It so thoroughly enrages me that they're piggybacking on the Mustang name. If it was the same exact body with an electric motor, that's cool. I love that. But it's not. It's not. It's a fucking SUV. It's a goddamn flex. So call it the E-Flex. They you know, did the same thing with the Bronco. They made the stupid little baby Bronco and called it yeah, the Bronco Two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, but they did it with the. They've done this with the fucking Mustang back yeah, they, in the seventies. It was fucking what Bobcat based, whatever the fuck yeah, that little shit box it was, was. It was awful. It was. We're gonna it was put, embarrassing. We're gonna put a, a four cylinder in it. It's not gonna be able to get out of its own way, and it's going to rust while it's being unloaded from the sh- to the showroom. I also think it's funny that that Ford can't even produce a fucking vehicle right now. And well, yet, I, is and, it just Ford though? No, it's everybody. But it, I'm yeah. just saying, Ford can't produce a fucking vehicle, and then they announce this ab- abortion of a thing called a Maverick. Who <laughs> <laughs> get it? Thank you. You know, it's like the you know <laughs> what. You know, it, it's not like it was like one of their. It was like a like the Galaxy, right? You know the Ford Galaxy that was a big car. It was popular. It was a convertible. Just you know, this is a great car. The, the Maverick. It was like, huh? The Maverick was dumb. They should was, they they should have killed was, that name and come a, up with a, something else. A very forgettable name from a forgettable time. Yeah, you know, it was the 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 latter part of the seventies when they were choking everything with emissions. And you know, in the days when the Chevrolet Corvette put out 180 horsepower and right. I'll remind our viewers that the RAV4 that both Brita and I own makes 175 horsepower. My, so uh, my, my 14 year old Jeep makes 200 horsepower. <laughs> right. right. You know, and just, just the, just smog choked, you know, when, yeah. it, when a Corvette makes five horsepower more than a Toyota RAV4. It's awful. You know, I think, I think they, uh, you know, they came out with this Maverick. I think they should have called it the Ranchero. It's, and it's a four door Ranchero. Why not? I mean, guys, come on. Ranchero a, is a great a, name. It's a car with a little truck back, which you is know, and, which is what it is. It's a four door car with a truck back. Yeah, you know, it, the only difference between that and the spate of them that we had in the nineteen eighties yeah. is they're four doors now. You right. know, everyone's like, "Oh, look, it's so new and exciting!" And I'm like, uh, "Volkswagen had a pickup with a based on the Rabbit. Yep. Dodge had the Rampage, which was a fucking Omni. Yep. Not an Omni. It was the it was the abortion of a Charger. I mean, they're all guilty of it, folks." Right. You know, Dodge 
had the Charger, the General Lee, the yep. 440 cubic inch or the 426 racing motor right. in the Charger, this, this just epitome of 1960, 19, early 1970s muscle cars, they brought it back in the 80s. They put in this little anemic front-wheel drive four-cylinder with a shitty three-speed automatic. And they're like, we'll call it the Charger. Not to be outdone, Chevy's like, oh, 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 hold our beer. We're going to reintroduce the Nova. Oh, God. You, the, you know, the car they couldn't sell in Mexico because the name says it doesn't go. Right. And they brought it back with, I, I believe, it was, a, it was actually a Toyota Corolla, which actually was pretty smart because you could pay a lot less for it because right. it's a fucking shitty Chevy, but it's, you know, Toyota running gear yep. or the very worst that GM ever did <laughs> was bringing back the Le Mans, oh the Le Mans early seventies. It was the, it was the poor man's muscle car. It wasn't yep. a GTO. It wasn't yep. that trim level, but you could still get, a, you know, you'd still get a big block 400, you know, pretty fast. Yep. They brought it back in the eighties. It was a Daiwoo. It was a shit, oh, yeah. really shitty Korean car. Yeah. And they just put, oh, Le Mans. And, you know, they look like an egg covered in rust because that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. But they all do it. You know, they, and nobody learns. I know. You know, you, we're going to, but you know, the best part is everyone's like, you just hate electric cars. No, I don't. <laughs> There's, there's, there are several different facets to this. One is, if you want an electric Mustang, make an electric Mustang. Yes. You Actually, that'd like, be pretty awesome. I bet they'd sell the shit out of an actual Mustang well, with an electric motor in it. Muscle cars and supercars, realistically, are best suited for yeah. electric engines. You get right. all the torque, all the power right up, and... Yeah. They don't get driven as much as commuter cars. Right. They're certainly so, certainly not driven cross country, so it doesn't make ex a difference. Exactly. Nobody is driving, you know, uh, uh, you know, certainly not a Ferrari or a Porsche a thousand miles. Right. It's a fun little car. You zip around town. Maybe you bring it to the track, which you could still do as an electric. Oh yeah. You know, and, and there'd be no there I would have zero problems with the E Mustang if it were the same body with an electric motor. Same same body with electric motor, you could have a zero to sixty in two seconds Mustang. Just zoom. Yeah. It would be easily. frightening. It could be it, it could be, be it could be all wheel drive. Yep. You have four motors, one on each top one on each yeah. wheel. And it would it would sell like crazy. Instead that you know, it's just it's puzzling. Why did you need to make it? a smallish, you know, mid-size SUV. You know, I mean, what is this? Is this the, 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 the Chevy Corvette van from the seventies? You know, the little Hot Wheels car. Yeah. Had its Corvette in front. Front. Yeah. Um, I think there may be something to that. Um, they may be catering to the, you know, the school, you know, mom wagon well, market. But they've, got so much of that anyway i mean they, they dropped yeah. all other passenger cars from their lineup it's like guys the mustang was the only car you had right. left and well, you had to bastardize it they still make it i mean yeah yeah true true but yeah i i just it's just well something something else that's dumb is the the ford uh the electric one f-150 
what the hell? And and they talk it's I just I don't understand it because they've got oh with the with the bigger battery that costs more, you can go three hundred miles with an empty truck. Yes. Who downhill buys- with no wind when you're not using air conditioning or heat. Right. And when it's warm outside. I mean, who who buys a truck and then doesn't do any, doesn't load anything with it or tow anything with it? You know, I mean, it's going to be well. Well, actually, Alan, a lot of people. Well, you know, let, let's be honest here. You know, yeah, okay, maybe, there, but there's a lot of people that that have pickup trucks. But they're talking about a fleet version of that. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to figure out why because fleet you, fleet trucks get used and abused and and used hard. Yeah, and you're not going to get 300 miles. I think the I think the big sell on the fleet is going to be maintenance. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and that's the whole thing. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, you don't like it? You must hate electric cars." I'm like, I would love to have an electric car. You know, I, I made the comment. I mean, oh, first of all, for the number of times I've cracked the hood on my Toyota, it might as well be electric. It might be electric. I don't know. They've got this putting gas in for shits and giggles. The gas I, runs a little generator. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's just the generator. It's for the it's for the gerbils. Yeah. But you know, I haven't taken any long trips in it. it. It I've owned it for six years. It is it has gone to West Virginia. That is the furthest it's made made it from my house. I I could have had it for six years as an electric. Yeah. Now, first of all, I can't afford an electric car, but that's you know, that's something that'll change in time. But there's no reason that Maybe. we couldn't have yeah, eventually. The price of lithium keeps going up. Well, no, because regular car prices are going through the roof. So eventually they'll catch yeah. up to electric. But, um, <laughs> you know, and I keep coming back to California can't keep the lights on now. Right. Add in a couple million automobiles that need to oh, be yeah. charged somebody, up. Somebody did the math on that, and it was like um, we'd, we'd have to start building a, you know, a nuclear plant every three weeks from now yeah. till 2035 right. to be able to supply enough electricity to charge every electric car they want to have on the road. And they don't want to build nuclear power plants. Right. And it There's absolutely some... won't be filled by solar or wind or, or anything wind, like no. that. It's just not going to happen. They're, they're decent backups. They're decent auxiliaries. Mm. You know, if you've got the space and whatnot and you want, yeah, okay, go nuts, but don't count on it. That's I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm explaining this to someone in Texas. I yeah. don't think you need the object lesson. But yeah, we'll, we'll go back, going back to electrics. It was, I don't think it was one of the manufacturers. It was like, I think it was one of the companies that made batteries, maybe. I can't remember where it started, but they were like, we're only seven years away from no fossil fuels because they were going to, they're phasing out the last coal-fired electricity plants and blah, blah, right. blah. Right. And I was like, Really? You're no longer going to use any plastics in the creation of your vehicles? Because guess what? Those are petroleum They're going to go back to leather and steel. Like and wood. wood. And yeah, wood. Right. Yeah. Wood. The frame will be wood. wood. Your door leather, handles will be wood. <laughs> leather straps. You see, yes. you see the old Model Ts with the window, the, 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 the window lowering thing was a strap? Oh yeah, that you would you would pull, pull out it up and then latch down, and that was what kept the window up. And when you wanted to lower it, you unhook the leather strap and you let the. That's going to be your tire. It's going to be a whole wood with a bunch of spokes. Yeah. Welcome, oh, welcome to twenty thirty five, people. Uh, it, it's you know, 
Yeah. Rant, rant, it's, rant, rant, rant. Well, it's a, you know, it's just preying on ignorance. You know, I, I'm sure there's some making the, you know, that are making the, you know, whoa, we'll be fossil fuel free that they don't know, but they can't all be that ignorant. They can, every single one of them cannot be that completely naive and unaware that fossil fuels, petroleum is more than the gas that goes in your tank. Oh, sure. You know, it's like I, 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 I'm sitting in my office here and, you know, there's an awful lot of plastic. Well, also, the thing that makes the plastic so expensive is it's a byproduct of the oil industry. If if you had to produce oil and yep. not use it for vehicle, you know, not turn it into gasoline, yep. your your plastics would cost a whole lot more. They'd be almost as pricey as plywood. Right. They'd be they'd be super expensive because they wouldn't, right. you know, they they're a byproduct of the gasoline, you know, production process if if you had to if you had to if you didn't have that you know your plastic trinkets would cost right crazy if they had if they had to make the plastic from petroleum that they they extracted purely for the purpose of making plastic right it's it's going to get pricier it's all and and you know how long have cars run on gasoline um, since there were cars, right, right. The only, I mean, we we took the lead out of our gasoline in the what seventies, eighties, right around the fuel crisis. Blah blah yeah, blah blah. Late seventies. I, I I still remember some pumps had leaded gasoline. Yep. And I started driving in nineteen eighty seven. So, you know, there were some. You know, at least up until the eighties, there were some pumps, but that was literally just taking an additive out and reformulate, you know, kind of re-engineering the engine so that they would run on gasoline that did not include lead. Right. You're not talking about, we're going to completely change what powers your automobile, which is going to, I mean, it's, it, that's going to literally change how electricity is generated, how it is distributed. You know, I was thinking about that and I started doing the math because I'm a dork like that. Okay, I travel, you know, we live in Virginia and we have family in New England and we go to visit them a couple times a year. It's a 500 mile trip. Now, I'm not even getting into this for the the electric car aspect. What I'm getting into is Interstate 95, Eastern Seaboard. It's, you know, busy road. Yep. Pull into the rest areas in New Jersey. On a moderate day, you're going to have maybe 20 pumps five to seven cars deep at any given time. You know, I mean, yes, they're, you know, 10 o'clock at night, there's not going to be a lot of cars, but on an average day with average traffic, you're talking about a hundred cars at a time. You figure that each car fills up. Let's say each car pulls in, it's on fumes and it's going to fill the tank completely. It takes 10 minutes. Yep. So that means in one hour, that's six rotations. That's 600 cars. If you're only talking five deep. So that means in two hours, which is how long it takes to rapid fill an electric car, that's 1,200 cars. You have to have 1,200 filling stations, at least 1,200, over, over 1,000, over 1,000 filling stations, because each car that pulls in is going to sit there for two hours. Yep. So that's the kind of traffic flow you're going to have. What's a 1,000-car lot look like? 
Well, also, also, you know, what's the cost structure of that electric filling station? Right. Like the movie theater, gas stations don't make a whole lot of money off of gas. They make their money off the other crap they sell while right. you're filling up. So the car that spit sits there for two hours, you know, what's the, what are those people going to do for two hours? While the- <laughs> That's how you save the movie industry, the movie hey. theater industry. <laughs> Every one of those filling stations could have a drive in. Right. So while your car is filling up, you can just sit and watch a movie because you're going to be there for a while. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you, you look you're at and, and here's, here's the interesting thing. I, I, I did my research. I looked up on um, Tesla's website on how long it takes to fill the battery. They yeah. won't tell you. Because they, they don't know. And it depends, even if, is if the you answer. buy their charger, it, it depends on a lot of factors. If you buy yeah. their charger, there are no statistics on if you just plug it into the wall. It's right. like days, if not weeks. So you have to buy their charger. Yeah, if you plug it, if you it plug up. it into like a one ten outlet or something like that, it's yeah, you're looking at days. Yeah, it the the fastest charge. Like if you have a the, the best electrical system, and you buy the top of the line charger, and you have the car with the smallest battery, it's. For, you 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 get forty four miles for every thirty minutes of charge. It was something. It was it was it works out to for yeah it it worked. God, I forgot already. But it, it basically worked out that you have to charge your car basically seven or eight hours. It's an overnight. Yeah, overnight. Right. Which you know again, that's not a big deal if you're doing it every day, every other day. You know whatever it is. If you right. you know like. A, I've got the office a, commute kind of thing. Right. I've got a 40-mile round trip commute. You know, yeah. if my car's got a 200-mile range, I might do it twice a week. Right. And that's that's totally fine. That's great. That's wonderful. But again, you get into that, what happens when I want to visit my parents? Right. I've got a 500-mile trip. Now my car's 200-mile range means I have to stop twice. You and actually I, have to stop more than that. Well, yes. Yes. You, you're... Now, now you're bringing in the real world, Alan. Come on, that has no place in the discussion of electric vehicles. Yeah, if you, if you, because, because if you, if you look at how they do the 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 mapping, yeah. on Tesla, you you never get a full charge. You get, you know, you get enough charge to make it to the next charging station. And well, the, so, the big thing was it only takes thirty minutes to get you to eighty percent. Right. The problem is what they don't tell you is it's another 30 minutes to get you to 90 and then 30 minutes or more to get you up to 100. Right. And you almost never as, get to 100%. It's always. And, yeah. and as we know with our phones, 80% is like 30%. Because once your phone gets below 80%, it's like 80, 60, 40, 10. Right. Look, and, you don't wanna, and you don't want to drop below that 20%. So you got 80, 20 to 80%. So you got about. You know, you got so you got a you got you got a battery that you can use about half the charge on. <laughs> right, right, and and those are really like, you know, you're coming back from a trip and you just need to get the last twenty thirty miles home. Right, you know, so you, you do that quick charge, half an hour, but even then, half an hour. 
Yep. You can fill up your F-150 in 10 minutes. Oh, less than that. Well, assuming you roll in on fumes. Right. And you top it off. 10 minutes. Tops. tops. Yeah. Now you're telling me that people are going to just magically accept I'm going to have to sit at a charger for at least a half an hour. I mean, you're talking a bare minimum. Half an hour will get you home if home is close. Yeah, that's. I think there's a bigger. I think that's. I think that there's. There'll be more. I think. I think the all electric vehicles will have their place. I think. I think as commuter vehicles. But I think. I think the hybrids are going to be more useful. Yeah. In, in fact, I think, I think, I think hybrids are great technology. Um, I ordered a hybrid truck. Um, mm. The the EPA specs on the hybrid hybrid F one fifty are 24, 24 miles a gallon city, and twenty four miles a gallon highway. That um, that's amazing for a, now. Is that the V six or is that the? It's the turbo turbo V turbo V six EcoBoost, whatever the heck they call right. it. That's a good engine. I really it is, is a good, a good engine. engine. It's an impressive engine. But you're not towing. You're not towing a nine million pound Airstream. So right, but it but towing you know towing your mileage goes to shit just like everyone else. But the thing is, is is it the they get that by using the electric motor to assist on starts and stops right. and stuff like that, which is what gasoline engines are horrible at. Yeah. So you use the gasoline engine, gasoline engine for your top end cruising, and you use the electric motor for starting. Right. It's a you're great just, system. You're rolling in traffic, and right? You're, when the motor's just idling and just burning everything, the engine's yeah. actually off for that. And, and, you know, it's, I don't understand why we're seeing this huge push so quick. You know, it's, it's the, the Prius it, itself has only been around for a little over 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's political. You know, and well, you know, so the other, the other thing is, is, you know, about the time, about the time that you pay off that electric vehicle, your battery pack's going to need to be replaced. So, so what is, what is the used market for electric vehicles going to look like? Electric vehicles or vehicles or won't be a used market. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be worth nothing. Well, it'd it'd be like having to buy a new engine. Right. Right. With a used car. Oh, you want Oh, used car here. Here's your used car. And, but you got to buy a whole new engine. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think so. You know, and, and I mean, I still use, you know, the example, when I first moved down to Virginia, we had a, we have a small lot. It's less than a quarter of an acre. It's push mower, easily push mower. Yeah. And I bought an electric lawnmower a, with a rechargeable battery rather than yeah. a cord that I would run over because <laughs> I, I, I got a plug in uh, hedge trimmer and I cut through the cord and I had to put a new GFI plug mm. in my house because I'm an idiot. But. For the first couple of years, the, the mower was great. You know, it was wonderful. You know, charge it up overnight. Now, that's the other thing you got to remember. You can't just like, you know, get home from work and the sun's shining and it's beautiful. Oh, I'll, I'll mow the lawn. No. Because it's like, well, no, I got to make sure the mower's plugged. But that's okay. Little planning. prepare ahead of time. Little planning. You know, with the battery on full charge, I could do my entire lawn with using the bagger, you know, for about three years. 
And then on the fourth year, it started off, I could do most of the lawn. I'd wind up with like a big mohawk in the backyard that I'd have to like, ah, okay, plug it in. But by the end of the fourth summer, I'd do the front and the side yard and I'd have to stop and plug it in overnight to do the backyard in four years. Yeah. In just four years. And that was with, you know, new blade, sharpening the blade, you know, keeping it running the way it's supposed to. And that's, and that's mowing like once a week. So your yeah. charge cycle. Yep. It, it's very, very regular. Right. Because that was the other thing. The rechargeable mower didn't have the power to cut tall grass. If you were, if you were recharging it every day, your, your battery, you'd, you, right. you wouldn't have got the four years. You'd have got, right. the, it'd be like your cell phone after a year, you know, so you get a cell phone. It's, it lasts all day. The first year yep. it lasts yep. all day. Yep. The second year it lasts most of the day, right? By the by the time by the by the time evening rolls around, you're hitting that, you know, oh, you're in low power mode. Yep. By the third year, you're going you're like half the day at noon, you're like recharging it. <laughs> and, and and your brightness is like level one. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be the same way with electric cars, right? I mean, you know, I don't know. Start off. You know, you've got, you know, you can, you, yeah, you get, you get, you know, the, however many miles it says on a good day when it's not freezing outside, you don't have to use the air conditioner and you don't have to use the heater. And you drive it very conservatively right you recharge it like twice a week you know it, it, yeah you know and and that's fine and, and maybe you get 10 years out of that and that'd be great yeah, you know i I, bet you I think i think we'll get there you know i i don't think we're going to get there by dumping it on people and saying okay boom live with this because we're we're yeah. so contrary we'll be like no we're going to have we're going to have like giant V8 engines just as a, as a, you know, just a generic, um, what the hell is the oppositional defiance to this? It's going to be like, Nope, that's it. I'm making the Screw biggest you. I can. Right, I want a V12. I'm getting a pick. I'm, I'm resurrecting the Dodge V10 with a, with an 18 inch lift and 43 inch tires. Yeah. And I'm going to run it in four wheel drive all the time with the air conditioning on and the e-brake but you know everyone's like oh won't it be great oh oh i'll bet with the gas crisis you wish you had an electric vehicle oh well i wish i could afford an electric vehicle and if you think the gas crisis is bad now wait until you can't run your air conditioner because oh we're out of electricity because everyone recharged their car last night uh, it, it, yeah, the other thing, the other thing they don't talk about is the the electric cars are real popular in California, where you really don't need a heater or an air conditioner. You know, what about yeah. the rest of the country? Yeah, what about Minnesota? Yeah, you know, it, what, what's the electric car situation in Fargo or anywhere in the South where you have to have an air conditioner pretty like much all, the all year round? We're we're at the northern end of the South. And yeah. It's pretty damn hot. You get into like Alabama, Georgia, Florida. In that whole section, you're right. running your air conditioner pretty much there's, year round. There's like there's a month maybe where you don't need your air conditioner. January, maybe. You know, and it's not like the heater. Well, 
Here's another question. You know, your car, your gasoline-powered car, your heater cheats because take some of the excess heat off of the engine. Right. That's not going to happen in your electric car. So now it has to generate that heat. You need that. Re- you get a resistive heater that runs off the battery. Now you probably don't know, Alan, because you probably don't have electric heaters. I do. I know that if I'm on the treadmill and my wife turns on the electric heater, we blow circuit breakers because they use a lot of power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're in, you know, I hate to pick on them, but Minnesota in February. Yep. And it's minus 20. What's that? What's that? What's your mileage going to be? I, zero. I, maybe the maybe the batteries don't run when they're frozen. I mean, what's the? <laughs> Here's okay. As someone from New England who remembers the blizzard of '78, where we got so much snow so quickly, people abandoned their cars on the highway. Right. They just. It, I mean, they were. You, there were images of the. I mean, I guess it happened here in Virginia about maybe ten years ago. They had just a freak snowstorm, like three feet of snow, and they just abandoned their cars because they couldn't go anywhere. Right. Now, what happens day, two days later, whatever, when they clear things out? Do do electric cars, and I honestly don't know the answer to this. Do the, you know, are they going to keep the charge? If If your electric car gets stuck in the snow and you shut it off and it's in, you know, minus five degree weather, is that battery going to hold its charge or is it going to die? I bet a lot of them die. And now you've got a whole, even if, even if only every 10th car dies, because a thousand cars out. On Cause the, the thing is, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can actually fully power off an electric car. It's like, they're always on. Right. I mean, you there's know, always I, something running. I would imagine, you know, that they're, so then you there's, got a there's highway. There's always some sort of drain. You got a highway full of electric cars that you have to go by and, and some somehow charge. Each one of them has to be charged for two hours. Right. <laughs> or you've got a whole bunch of gasoline-powered tow trucks yanking them out. Yeah. You know, it's just the, these things that nobody's come up with an answer. And they, I don't even think people are asking these questions. No, they're not. You know, like, well, yeah, we know they're not. We just saw Oregon come up with this. There's not going to be any diesel allowed in five years. How are really? you going to go freight? Yeah, how are the how are the eighteen wheelers going to fuel up? Eighteen wheelers. How about the container trucks? Yeah, uh, the container ships that yeah. pull up to the I don't know port. You know, how about the Portland? How about the diesel locomotives that? <laughs> you know, I mean, even if even if it's just that we're not going to have any diesel fuel, there's not going to be any diesel filling stations or any of that. Right. I, I mean, I I don't know of any 18 wheelers that can go the entire length of Oregon on one tank. No, those things suck. Those you they have what those they have. What is it? They have basically a, they have basically like two fifty-gallon drums of diesel strapped underneath them. Right, is their fuel tank? I think, um, give or take. 
and they go through that pretty damn quick. Yeah, they, they don't get 30 miles to the gallon. No, no, they don't. Um, no. So you're not going to have, you know, they're not going to develop these massive trucks just to get through Oregon. I wonder if, I wonder, you know, you always hear about like the electric car, like towing a generator. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how much of a generator it would take to make that happen. I think the military had some. Well, cause I was thinking about like the truck, like the electric trucks that are coming along, you know, if they put a gasoline engine in the back just to power the batteries. Well, what I was thinking, if you've seen the Ford electric truck, the front is basically a trunk. Yeah. So you could put an engine in there. And it, and it holds, make... and it, hold, it has like a 400 pound capacity or something like that. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, you put a, you put a, you know, a seven kilowatt generator up there. You put an engine. Yeah. What is this? Like, yo dog, I heard you like engines. So I put an engine in your engine. Yeah, so but engine will... it power your electric car, your electric. Uh... Well, that's, you know, that's a hybrid. Yeah. You, you've just, you've just created a different type of hybrid. Or you get your yeah. Tesla, right? You want to drive your Tesla down, down the highway. You tow a generator behind you in a little, in a Wait. little pod. You, no, you just get one of the ones like they put in RVs. You put that in the trunk. You know, just have a little, little, little pipe coming out of the top. Yeah. Because you can roll coal in your Tesla. I don't it's, know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the. I don't know what the what the voltage requirement is for a constant charge. You know. I imagine it's pretty. It's, you know, it's it, if you want to keep the vehicle moving, it's going to be right. That's what I'm wondering. It's you're talking about. However much power the full powered, because because if you if the supercharger thing can charge a Tesla in two hours, right? That's you know a couple hours of driving, a couple hours of charging, right? Right. I mean, that's yeah. How that that's works out. So that's you would need that sort of power equivalent to keep a we, steady you need charge. More going. though, you need more if the car's moving. Because the, the you know the, the batteries yeah, are but, just charging while but if they're you charging. Think, yeah, but if you think about it, you you charge two hours and you arrive two hours, give or take, right? So so that's that's a that's basically a one to one, right? So if you've got the equivalent of however much power a supercharger provides, you know what we can do, Alan? All those big container ships that like deliver goods across the ocean, we'll put something to collect wind power. This is revolutionary. Nobody's ever thought of this before. Giant windmills. <laughs> Something really big. To an catch electric, the wind. an electric container ship, powered by windmills. Powered by windmills. No one has ever powered and solar. Wind. And solar. It's you solar. put solar cells across the top. Solar panels everywhere. Yeah, because my my favorite are the people who are like. I know. Let's make the roads into solar panels. Yeah, Why? That's not gonna work. Yes, because roads never take any abuse. There's solar a guy. There's a guy that does a YouTube channel where he talks about cars and you know gets a lot of in, involved in math and stuff. Engineering, engineering explained. I think it is something like that. But he he gets he get, he does a lot of like math 
um, he deals with like rolling coefficients, friction coefficients, right, right. and all kinds of stuff where he tries to explain like the physics behind cars. And he just did one recently on um, could your solar powered car, could your could your electric vehicle be recharged if you cut put the if you basically built solar panels on the top? And the answer was no. Because <laughs> it would take like three weeks of so three weeks of right, charging right. for a day's worth of for for you know to, to power it up enough to drive for a day. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and again, again, it, it gets into the whole you know global warming slash climate change. It's there's nothing wrong with wanting to have alternative power. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know, if you're I'm, the type of person that does short trips, yeah, electric car would work for you. If you, you know, but, you know, to say we're going to mandate as soon as yeah, you start that's where saying, you, that's where you get into trouble. You know, you just, we're, and, and you know, and we go back to, and I know I've, I've, you know, I'm a broken record on this, but. Obama, when he when he changed the cafe standards, the the cafe regulations in American cars, the fleet had to you know you're, you're basically your entire fleet has to average a certain number, right? Not your cafe standard, and, and it was yeah. for a long time it was in the, the mid twenties, mid to upper twenties, and that's pretty attainable. And Barack Obama was like, oh, by it was like twenty thirty, the entire fleet average has to be fifty miles per gallon. So that means like for every 20 yeah. mile per gallon pickup truck you have as in impossible you, you've got to have a you know a 80 mile per gallon something right which you know it's it, it's when they did the first big bump that's how you got the geo metro yep right and you know the, the when the prius first came out they were like you could get 50 miles to the gallon and i'm like big fucking deal we did that over a decade ago with the metro they yep. could not give them away. They wound up being the fleet vehicle for yeah. rental car companies. Yeah. If you were if you were cheap or had yep. shitty insurance, you got right. a geo fucking metro. Right. They were a shit box. They were poorly made, three yep. cylinder engine, thousand cc's, couldn't get out of their own way, but they got fifty miles per gallon on the highway, and we didn't want them. We hated them. That's because they were awful. They were just terrible, terrible cars, but. Volkswagen and and okay yeah I know oh, oh they fiddled with the numbers blah 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 whatever in the nineties their Passat which is a mid sized vehicle had a diesel option yep with like Turbo a twenty diesel. a twenty something gallon tank it got like four it got like high forties per gallon had like an eight hundred mile range yep couldn't give them away because you know why you can thank General fucking Motors in the late seventies. For the shit show job they did making diesel-powered cars, where they yep. slapped diesel heads on gas blocks, and the cars were absolutely fucking horrible. Yep. And I know this because my father, who I love dearly, loved those fucking cars because they were cheap. He had an 81 Buick Regal and an 83 Chevy Caprice, both <laughs> with a shit fucking piece of garbage diesel engine. Oh, and it just, man. I mean... They, I remember taking Ooh. road trips in the in the Regal, where we would have to pull over to the side of the road and smack the front of the car to get the headlights back on. I mean, they just they were poorly made. They knew nobody wanted these cars because they were junk. 
So you get them. The best thing to do would be to buy one and put a real engine in it. But right. it, it's so thoroughly poisoned our perception of diesel-powered automobiles. Oh, yeah. You know, you had, yeah. They sell like folks, crazy in Europe. Oh, they're, they're insane. I, I've been watching Top Gear. You know, now we've had Volkswagen and Mercedes. Those are like literally the only two diesels that have right. gotten any, you know, pretty consistently through the 80s and 90s. They, right. they were accepted as, you know, well, they're and, German. And they sold to people who like European cars. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and lived near diesel fuel plants. Right. But, you know, diesel was for your pickup trucks that hauled stuff and 18 wheelers. Yep. And that was maybe if you were like at a farm, you had a tractor. Tractors. But, you know, diesel. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they're talking about. I was watching Top Gear, and Volkswagen has a car smaller than the Golf. I think it's a. It was the Polo, and then it was the Op, and it's, it's only it's sold in tiny. Europe. Only sold in Europe. And there's a diesel version that gets close to 80 miles to the gallon. Yeah, because it's got like you a know? like a point seven liter engine or something. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's small. It it's, doesn't go fast, but. It's insane. Well, I mean, it's because, you know, gasoline is insane. Yeah. You know, I was watching them fuel up. It's sold by the liter and it's like crazy high per liter. Two bucks a liter. Or more. Yeah. And there's there's four liters to the gallon, folks. You know, you think it's bad here. But I I remember ages and ages ago, um, we're talking like two jobs ago. And we had, you know, European salesmen. They came to the plant for some training and they were just astounded at American motorcycles. They were like, you have a 1200 cc engine because they're so insanely taxed above. Yeah. Like, they're taxed per cc. Yeah, basically. they don't. They don't so make see, anything. They make these teeny teeny little. You see 50 cc, 100 cc, 125s, yeah. 250. Like you've got a big engine if it's a 500 cc. Oh yeah. 500 cc here, you're like, oh, that's cute. What's yeah. it going to be when it grows up? That's like ha, a ha, ha. that's like a kid's bike. It's a starter bike. You know, yeah. there's a place for them, and, and yeah. there's some that are really well done. But you know, they were just agog. They were like, "You have a 1200 cc motorbike? That well, I've never heard of such a thing. I, I can't think about how much that must cost. And it's it's all a gas. And you know, not even to not even get into why we don't have those vehicles here. You know, why do we not have a small diesel motor car that gets 80 miles to the gallon? Because nobody and that's wants to all, buy one. Well, it's import regs, though. Right. It's all. Well, they also those vehicles won't pass the uh, U.S. crash safety tests. Mm-hmm. That's why Citroen doesn't sell here. Right. We can't get any of their cars. You know, there, there's no French cars. Right. No matter. I remember. Well, Renault besides, used, besides, you know, Chrysler. <laughs> no, they're Fiat. That's Italian. Fix it again, Tony. Which I, I still, I still look longingly at the 124, which is just a Miata, but it's got it's got the Fiat badge. I'm like, oh, it calls to me, Guido. It calls to me. But you know, they t- they took they they took a nice Japanese car and made it less reliable. But I want it. But it's like if we were serious about reducing our our energy footprint, reducing fuel dependency. All of this, let's start bringing some of these cars in. Yep. But we don't. You know, we're not we're not serious, and we're not 
you know, and, and you got you got into the crash test. It's like that's the other end of the equation. Yeah. You want you want to stop automobile deaths? I mean, something like, you know, 40, 50,000 people a year die in car crashes. You want to stop that completely? Put a roll cage and a five-point harness in every car. Yeah. Done. Done. Yeah. You know, you look, at, you look at the type of crashes like in NASCAR. Oh, yeah. And you, Those 200-mile-an-hour crashes. And they, they, the car flips, 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 flip, And then the dude gets out and walks away. And he's pissed because yeah. he's out of the race. Right. You know, I mean, it, it takes something really, really bizarre like Dale Earnhardt. Right, and you remember well, the deaths. They're also they're also wearing helmets and stuff like that, which is the other thing yep. that saves them because they don't have the head trauma. Yep. Uh, but again, if, if you were if it was really about saving lives, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, bolting a full rail, roll cage in your car, it's going to reduce your gas mileage. But if it saves one life, yeah. You know, it's, it's well all about that. require require a roll cage, require a five point harness, require everyone to wear a helmet. With the Again. with the with the I forget what they call them, but those straps that keep your head from yeah the collar bouncing around and the collar they put on yeah it just make yeah. everybody that gets in a car to have one of those yeah. problem it's solved you, you want to you'll you want you'll, to stop you'll cut deaths. you'll cut traffic deaths down to almost nothing it'll be insignificant because <laughs> nobody will be driving because you have to go through all that bullshit hey. just crawling in the windows hard enough <laughs> you know it. it Nobody's willing to back down. Nobody's willing to say we sacrificed we sacrificed mileage for the safety and, and now we're sacrificing safety for the mileage. Mm-hmm. So the answer is electric. We're just, we're just going to give up and say, oh, it has to be electric. And getting into it, I had a good friend who's a master mechanic for Ford. When Ford started making the hybrid vehicles, they had to have representatives from Ford Motor Company come in to show them how to work on the cars. Because oh, yeah. you had it's to lift them different. differently. Yeah. You can't use the jaws of life on them. Right. Because if you cut through that battery, look Oof. out. <laughs> You've got a fire. You yeah. know? Does, does anyone bring that? What was it? The, the Samsung OneNote? Which, which phone was it that randomly burst into flames? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what happens if you get the car that was made with that battery? You know, and, and it's like this, this, we've got to rush into things. We, we, we well, that's because like the it, government's deciding, not the market. If they let, yes. if they let the market decide, then people would get right. what they want. And if eventually, they wanted, if they wanted a safe car, they'd get a safe car. If they wanted a high mileage car, they'd get a high mileage car. And their, yeah. you know, their insurance rate, you know, what they pay for insurance would be based on, you know, that and. Everybody get what they wanted, they'd be happy instead of this, you know, one size fits all dictated by the government. Right. Everybody which is always which is always wrong, right? <laughs> it's it's not it's not, you know, it's not that it's sometimes wrong. It's always right. wrong. It's always wrong. <laughs> which, you know, we, we we that'll be our fodder for the next show, but you know, speaking of always wrong, literally Everything you heard, I don't know, the past four years was wrong. Oh yeah, you know because what do we just what do we just find out? The um, oh Trump used tear gas on protests. Oh yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Oh that was wrong. Completely fabricated. Yep. Completely fabricated. Had yep. no no basis in reality whatsoever. But you know, um, trust these people to fuck with your cars. You ready? You ready to get another episode deleted? <laughs> oh no! What now? 
Newsflash. And this this is going to be interesting because because YouTube says they'll delete you for not following the CDC what the CDC says. Which time? When? I'm reading from the CDC. So you, the centers you the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced Thursday that it will convene an emergency meeting of its advisors June 18th to discuss rare but higher than expected reports of heart inflammation following doses of mRNA-based Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. Oh, my. So, yeah. This is from the CDC. That's right. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying don't go get a vaccine. I'm not saying go get a right. vaccine. Right. If you think you need one, go get one. I'm just saying the CDC is calling an emergency meeting to deal with a side effect from the vaccine. Uh, but and this you know. is and, and YouTube, this is a CDC announcement. <laughs> we we are spreading this information that's right. for the CDC because we are that's how we're we're good little proletarians. So, yep. but yes, so, get back to our original, our original thing, the E-Mustang. It's just oh. dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. It is. Well, I well, don't. Again, it, not the vehicle, not the concept. Yeah. It's the, putting them it's both together. Putting, if you had, it's, 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 it's stealing the cachet of the Mustang. You're trading on the name and that's. For a thing that is absolutely not a Mustang. There's, it has no bearing. That's the thing that's puzzling. Yeah. Is it has no, there's, there's no connection whatsoever. Right. Not even body style. Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't look like a Mustang. There's no history. It's not like there was a weird four door Mustang in the seventies. Right. You know, that they, 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 they just decided, you know, they made it for a year and it was I weird. think it's I think they I think it's what they did cuz again with the with the Bronco, they made the Bronco and the Bronco Sport, right? And yeah. they and their reason what they claimed was, well, Bronco's a brand. And so we're going to have different kinds of vehicles right, right. under that brand. So I guess that's what they did with the Mustang. They made Mustang a brand instead of right. the name of a particular car. And so now they're Two different kinds of Mustangs, but didn't they already kill a brand? You know, Mercury. Remember them? Yeah, but nobody <laughs> wants a Mercury. If people want a, want a Bronco, yeah, they want a Mustang. Who? It's a Mustang. No cars, though. That's that's the thing that like that's the decision that really I didn't understand because cars you know? don't no. sell. Now, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm I'm sure that it was a bean counter looking at sales and, you know, Absolutely. Our, our fusion. Now, now, okay, first of all, maybe it's because you make shitty fucking cars. Do you ever think about that? A. B, did you just, you just gave the police car market to Dodge and Chevy. Because sure. the Taurus was... You know, Interestingly enough, you watch the original RoboCop, 1987 version of Detroit, the Taurus was a police car. And everyone's like, oh, that's ridiculous. The Taurus will never be a police car. And poof, yeah, then it became one. And now it doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. And it's all, it's all Chargers and I think Impalas now. 
which oh, is, I haven't seen those. I see a lot. I see a shitload of chargers and yeah. uh, uh, expeditions. Yeah, explorers. Explorers yeah. a big one around here. Yeah, but yeah, apparently they they sell enough of them. You and know? okay, that's and great. Pickup trucks. Really? Yep. I see. Lots I've only of, seen those uh, for like rangers. And, well, they do and, it. They do it down here in Texas, where they have like the highway patrol has some pickup trucks, and the constables have some pickup well, trucks. The highway patrol has pickup trucks. Yeah. Because when I think of you know a chase vehicle, I think of a big rear wheel drive with no weight over the drive wheels. It's not that they don't use it. It's not they don't really use it for. It's not the the chase vehicles are like the chargers and stuff like that. Or, or it, I think they even have some Corvettes. Ooh, T- yeah, that's, Texas that's Department of Public Safety Highway Patrol. They got some, they got some, they got some nice cars. You know, it's funny. I always expected them. You know how they, you know how they, they confiscate these like these fancy cars from the drug dealers and stuff. I always wonder why they don't just use those. <laughs> you got a Lamborghini. <laughs> you got a McLaren. You got, you know. <laughs> Do you, do you know why? Alan? Paint it, paint it, put some bubblegum lights on top of it. Because you can't get an oil change for less than the price of a new Crown Vic. Which, yeah, yes, I know problem. they don't make Crown Vics, but you know, like the the Bugatti Veyron, if you need if you need new tires, yeah, you have to ship you have to ship the car to France where they put new tires on for like it's like twenty seven thousand dollars. That's insane. It's like this insane price. So the car sits like, in the garage and never gets driven well, anywhere. like I said, it's a Bugatti. If you can afford a Bugatti Veyron, yeah. you're not concerned about it. You're, you you really, you know, that is not, you know, you've, you've got people to worry about that. You're like, right. you bring me the Bugatti. And well, if you can afford one, you can afford a spare for, and, and you know, you've got one to drive when the other one's getting repaired. So, oh, but yeah, the, the spare Bugatti, which again, gets into, you know, we've got, and again, I'll preface this by I've been watching Top Gear. And you know, I've been watching it with an eye towards, you know, I find a lot of similarities between the cars they review and the flack they take with, let's just say, a certain other business where there are high-end things and the things that people actually have that I might be involved in. And... I note that, you know, they're doing Ferraris and Porsche and this and that and the other thing. And then I caught the big dust up when Clarkson, May, and Hammond left. Oh. And they, Hammond and May were offered $4 million a year to continue on. I mean, I knew they made good money because Jeremy Clarkson bought a Ford GT, and that's not a cheap car. Right. You know, and I know, I know Hammond's got Porsches and James May has Ferraris. Right. So the rich are still going to have their high end supercars and Rolls Royces and Bentleys. And we're going to wind up with what the hell was it? The G Wiz. If you're not a fan of. If you're not a fan of Top Gear and you're not a fan of British cars, the, the G Wiz was a little tiny, like smaller than the Geo Metro or oh, yeah. the Honda Fit electric car. Yeah, and it it'll, was, be a, it'll be a, we'll have little pods. Mm-hmm. Little and electric. Little if, if we have if we have individual vehicles at all, right? There's good chance we won't. So yeah. You know, but you get into it, and, and 
if I may put on my tinfoil hat for a moment. Absolutely. The big push on electric cars and let's say the limits upon which one can travel realistically. Yeah. Is that maybe to, I don't know, keep us from traveling? You don't have to tell people they can't travel. You just but make if it you damned make it, inconvenient. If you make it really hard for me in Virginia, on you know, me in the East Coast, to visit Alan or Brita, for that matter. Yeah. You know, oh, you still have the right to assemble. Yeah, just good luck. But if you there. live in... If you live in Texas and you want to go to, let's say, I don't know, Washington, D.C., and rather than it being, you know, you could probably do it in two days if you really, you know, three days, but let's say. You, know, you guys wrote about 2,000 miles, roughly maybe 2,500. No, it's, it's, it's less than that. It's... 1,500, something like that. Okay, so two days. That's yeah. that's it's a it's that's a tough two days. Yeah, but you could do it. You know, sure. it's you know now you could, you're you talking. Could, you could do it in one if you if you had somebody to trade off with. Yeah, yeah. You know, seven hundred and fifty miles in a day. That's that's tough. It's doable. Right. I've done it. It yeah. sucks, yeah. but you could do it. But now you're with your car's range at two hundred miles. And having to stop for two hours each time. Nope. What you know? What's the math look on that? You know, fifteen hundred yeah. mile round trip. That's seven stops at least. That's an extra fourteen hours. Yep. On top. Now you're talking three to four days, and that's assuming you find a fast recharge station everywhere you go. That's not you know you're stopping at a motel. And you know, here's another thing. I don't think people have thought about this. Motels. Hotels, you're, you're yeah. Marriott, you're, you're, you're Hilton. You're going to have to have a charging station for every guest. Yep. You've got to completely redesign yep. all of the hospitality. You've got to completely redesign rest areas. You've yep. got to completely, you know, what do you do with all the gas stations? You turn each gas station into re, a refueling station? Yep. Um, I don't know about you, but I've got a whole bunch of gas stations near my house. Which, guess what? I don't need if I'm plugging my car in when I get home. That's right. You you have a whole bunch of useless gas stations. Right. And you're going to have to build, you're going to have to completely tear down the entire infrastructure and rebuild it. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to, if, if, if you got rid of all gasoline cars, which is a big if, because I don't think it's going to happen. But if you did, let's just play with it. It, it so will eventually if you did, happen. If you did, no, I don't think it, I don't even think it'll eventually happen. Well, they'll have to if they if they drastically increase the battery capacity, then yeah. But I think given given what it is now, you're still going to need gasoline. I mean, uh, I'm holding out for fusion. But anyway, so say say they got rid say they got rid of all the gasoline cars. Everybody started driving electric. You you'd see every you'd you'd get rid of every gas station in the city because when you can recharge at home or at your office, yep, you. Well, you won't need a gas station. And that's that right there. You just hit on something at your office. Right. Now, every office park is going to have to invest sure. in providing all of these charging stations. Yep. 
And you're going. And guess what else you have to do? You've got to significantly beef up your security, because otherwise, you close down at five o'clock. At six o'clock, you've got a hundred cars parked in your lot, charging up. If you don't have gates and, and guards, oh and, no, they'll have they'll have like. Uh, I guess you could turn them off, I suppose. Or, or you could also do they'll be. Uh, um, There'll be, uh, you know, a credit card or whatever. You won't, you won't, they won't be just free for whoever wants to use them. Yeah, until people figure out how to hack it. And they will yeah. because they're not going to invest the money to properly lock them down. Right. You're but that's beside the point. And, you're going to have, you're going to have, you're not going to have any gas stations. You're, gonna, you're not right. going to have any charging stations in the city uh, besides like, like gas stations you have now. Cause there's no point. Right. 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 It, it's completely, it, it's completely worthless. What you'll also, but you'll have, you'll have like the, the tow truck operators will carry like emergency generators that can charge up a car. Cause if, cause your people are going to run out of, people are going to run out oh, of electricity. Oh, absolutely. But the Just like they run out of gas now. If it's going to take even a half an hour, that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll that'll be that'll be a money maker for them. They'll they'll pull up. They'll they'll have one of those big like you know like they have the trucks that have the big welding generators on them now. Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be that generator which will power it'll charge up a you know if you've got a welding generator that'll that'll power up a electric car easy. And uh, you know they'll they'll sit there and charge it for fifteen twenty minutes or whatever just to get you down the road and charge you a hundred bucks or whatever. Yes. I, I'm still, I'm still not entirely convinced that, that swappable batteries aren't part of the equation. The problem with swappable batteries is you don't, it's swappable. Bat- okay. You, you gotta, you gotta, do you do the, the swappable propane tank for your grill? Mm-hmm. You ever notice oh, sometimes, yeah. you, sometimes you get, you get a really one. shitty one. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> So that's going to be the problem with batteries. You're going to roll in, you're going to have a brand new, you're going to have a nice brand new electric car and you're going to roll into a battery swap station and you're going to get a three-year-old battery to replace your brand new one. The thing is though, if you need to, if you need to swap the battery twice a week, you're not going to care. It it doesn't matter. It's like you pull in, you swap the battery and you go. Right. I think that's one of those things that, that, It'll just be, it is what it is. Right. You know? And the other thing too is you're not going to care. You're, they're going to pop the trunk. You're going to lift the, you know, the, the little trunk lid. You're going to pull the battery out. You're going to drop a new one in and you're gone. It's, it's sitting yeah. under a carpet in your trunk. You don't care. It could be, it could have worms pulling out of it. And you're not even like, whatever, just as long as they don't get in the car. You know, yeah, you, you do something, you got to work something like that. So you make it super convenient. You just, you pull in. You could you could theoretically make it faster, yeah. Than gassing up, where you just you pull in, you you. Well, you if you if you if you standardized it, you could have it all right. done like robotically. You know, you just right. pull up, the arm comes out, opens the battery door, slides the battery out, slides yep. the new one in, and you're on the road. You know, I, I, that's I think that's an engineering thing. We're really good at that sort of thing. It would, and it eventually, would, it would also let you. Um, if they came up with a with a better battery technology, it would let you swap out the batteries a lot easier. Right, right, and that's it, that's something that can be figured out down the road. You know, because yeah, but you don't be. need 
you don't need to make the capacity it, huge. It won't be. I'll tell you why. Because of where they put the batteries. Underneath? Yeah. Yeah. They put them underneath in the, the bottom of the chassis for, for weight distribution. For, yeah. And, well, which, as a side note, is why electric supercars are the way to go. Because they they hug the ground. Right. You've got all that extra weight. They have all that weight um, down on the bottom. Well, but that's, again, that's, you know, so what you do is you drive over the battery swap and it yeah. comes up, it pulls the battery out, it puts a new yeah. one in. The other thing doing it that way would do is it'd be a lot harder to steal. Them. Oh, yeah. You know, if they're underneath the car, if the only yeah. access point is under the car. Uh, but, people, you know, people jack up, they jack up the car and steal the battery. You know, it's they, it, they take catalytic converters, too. And, yeah. you know, they've been doing that for years. But, you know, I think that these are these are engineering problems that we can solve as long as we're not given some retardedly stupid arbitrary date by which we have to have everything swapped over. Right. You know, and it's, that's what happens when you involve the heavy handed government. It's like, ah, boom, there, we're just going to mandate that it be this, even though everyone's like, that's not possible. That's, we do not have any of that technology. You know, again, now I want to get, now I want to get an electric car and tow a generator behind it just to piss (laughs) everyone off. No, but, but, it's again, like I said, you know, the, the, I go back to the global warming. There's, there's nothing wrong with recycling stuff. There's nothing wrong with. Exp- uh oh, lost Jay. <laughs> he, Jay's Jay overranted and uh, blew out of the. Uh, <laughs> blew out of the stream. <laughs> That was funny. He's coming back on. There he is. That was really <laughs> weird. It just it just went boom, dead. You uh, you you ran it so much you blew yourself out of the stream. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, just oh, I completely lost. That was funny. With that, um, where where was I going with that? Which was oh the government, oh, government mandates. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing wrong with wanting to recycle more with wanting to make the most of what you have, with using alternative energy, with with any of that. Right. But when you tell people, when you out and out straight up fucking lie that if we don't do this in 10 years, New York will be under eight feet of water and everyone will die, when it's demonstrably false. Right. It's, it's, it's that, that time frame has come and gone, what, three times now? At which point oh, yeah. it'll be irreparable damage and, and inconvenient truth. And how long ago was that? Oh, yeah, 15 fucking years. Right. The polar bears will all be dead. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Don't lie to us. Don't bullshit the. Don't, don't tell us lies that are just demonstrably, provably false and easily so. Because I guarantee you we're going to be like, well, then I'm not doing anything. I'm going to set fire to my plastic yeah. rather than recycle it. And, right. and it becomes counterproductive. And then it becomes, and this, I think this is what they want. They want to divide us into, we recycle, we don't. The yep. other team hates the environment. And, well, the other team is a bunch of tree-hugging loons. Her, her, her. Yeah. 
instead of looking for actual solutions that will actually do something good. And, oh no, that's you can't have that. Right. You know, it just unacceptable. We're, we're seeing that with the with the battery powered cars. It's it's becoming a political thing. Oh, oh, only those tree hugging effeminate Democrats drive electric cars. Her her her. And oh, you still drive a gasoline car. You must have voted for Trump. Her her her. And why does it have to be one or the other? Because you know, it's political, and everything that's political turns out it, that way. It's, it's got to be tribal. Instead of instead of being left to the market, but it's, people you know, it's, decide. It's interesting that you know we're being told that you it's not enough to be racist. You have to be anti-racist. But we're going to divide you on literally everything else, right. and that's okay. But you know. What are we going to do? We're just, you know, we're getting all of our motorhead stuff out. I know. So, yeah, I, make the, I made the mistake of uh, because I watched Top Gear and because they had Porsches. Oh. I started, like, going through Facebook Marketplace looking at old, not even <laughs> old Porsches, but, like, you know, 15-year-old. And I'm just like, hmm. And I keep having to remind myself that I owned I owned a, what was it when I bought it? It was 14 years old, a 14-year-old Cadillac. Oh, and yeah. and it was like literally every other week something was going wrong. And that's yeah. just a Cadillac. That's not even a Porsche that needs special mechanics and parts flown in from Germany. And yeah. Yeah. I keep My... like looking at it. I'm like, I'm like, wow, I can get a Boxster for only 20 grand. Damn. That's a little two-seater convertible. That's a neat little guy. I'm like, yeah, well, just set fire to a pile of money. Yeah. My my Jeep's 14 years old, and eh, it's okay. It's a Jeep, though. I mean, yeah. but, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Jeep because I, I was I, – I'm, I'm a dork, and I love cars, and I have a bunch of 118 scale cars. Oh. That's my thing. They're, they're all yeah. about, you know uh-huh. – Roughly, you know, you can, they're not matchbox cars. Matchbox cars are like 164th scale, I believe. Yep. Um, but, you know, so they're, they're bigger. They're, you can, like, pick it up and look at it. And I have a Jeep. My dad had a Jeep back in the early 2000s. And, I, you know, I picked one up and it looked like the one he had. And I was looking at it and I was like, you know, what year is that? Because, you know, I'm sure... Someone who is like a Jeep fanatic could could pinpoint it and be like, "Well, it's different from a current Jeep because this, this, and this." Right. But you just you look at the basic shape and you're like, "It looks just the same as a new one." Two thousand one, which is indistinguishable from nineteen ninety seven, which is when they that's the year the, that the they Wrangler. switched. Yeah, right. they switched back to the the round headlights. Right. They had the square headlights from eighty seven when Chrysler bought them. Eighty six right. was the last year of the old CJs. 87 Chrysler had them, and in 96. I think that I think you're off a decade. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. 86 was when AMC sold Jeep to Chrysler. Right, but they still then, made they still made the CJs. Oh, I, I, I may be wrong on the on the the model yeah. the model name. I, yeah. I, I, the first to admit that. Yeah. I just know. I know, I know it was 97 because my sister had a 93 Wrangler with the squares. And it was just a few years later they went back to the round headlights. Right. And, um, um, but, you know, your 97 Jeep and a 2022 Jeep. Yeah, they look kind of the same. Are not a lot different. Right. And, you know, the, the motors aren't much different. 
I don't know that they've changed the, the, I mean, I'm sure they're slightly different, but they haven't changed much because yeah. people don't buy Jeeps for engineering. Well, they, so yeah, they, they, we could really go down a rabbit hole on this one. <laughs> um, you know, they started, um, yeah, people drive, people drive Jeeps for a very specific yeah, things. Yeah, and I mean, and Jeep has Jeep has prided itself on maintaining roughly the same body style since the beginning. It's gotten bigger really? and heavier. Yeah. But it's still recognizably can, the same thing. Right. You look at a 1953 Corvette and a 2020 Corvette. Don't look anything alike. They're, they're, they're absolutely nothing. I mean, the badge, right. I think, is the only thing the same. You look maybe, at a 1941, maybe not even that. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You look at a 1941 Jeep, you put it yeah. right next to a 2021 Jeep. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, right, yeah. the same lineage, you know. Yeah. And, um, yep. and I completely forgot where I was going with that, which is the <laughs> awesome part. Yay, senility. But, uh, um, yeah. Other than the absolutely insane pricing people get for Jeeps, but that's well, that's because they they hold their value well. They're they're you know I'm, I'm looking at some of the you know go going through the used the used things and it's like ah the, 1990 Wrangler 160,000 miles ten grand a a CJ that's not a rust bucket is worth more than it sold new oh. now. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's that's an antique. I mean, I, um, well, even you know, even a even a even a ten year old Jeep is still yeah. worth you know a lot. Most of money. most of what it what it sold for. And right. the you know, I, like I bought uh, I bought I bought my Jeep uh, in twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. 2018, whatever. Um, it was 2007. It is a 2007 still. Um, it hasn't changed. And I got it for $15,000. And that was a good deal. Right, right. That was, that was a great price. And it was in really good shape. But that was, you know, not a whole lot cheaper than it was new. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean. <laughs> well, you know, not cheaper than it was new. One of the ads that popped up in my feed was a 96 F250. Oh, yeah. They want 33 grand. Yeah. That's more than it went for new. Yeah, but you know what's funny is the is is you look at trucks, the payload capacity on trucks has changed so much really? in the last decade that and and I went through cuz I was thinking about I was thinking about getting a new truck to like tow a car trailer and stuff like that. And I look. I thought, oh well, I'll just get like an old used F three fifty or something like that. Yeah, a F three fifty that was cheap enough that I would consider buying it. The towing capacity of that F three fifty was less than my current F one fifty that I have. Huh. So yeah, the. 
the the payload capacity on trucks has gone up like crazy. You've got you've got F one fifties now that have payloads that are almost a ton. Wow. And and <coughs> and can pull sixteen, seventeen thousand pounds. It's funny you mentioned that because I was I'm looking at, at my next it's gonna be a few years, but I want a Tacoma. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very happy with my with my Rav Four. I miss having a pickup. You know, they're, sure. they're very useful. And another thing that I've been thinking about is getting another camper, getting another RV. And one of the like, we started out. My wife and I had a pop up. You know, little you crank up, the oh, roof yeah. goes up, and you put the side down. It's a huge pain in the ass, especially with kids. Right. So we got the big travel trailer that I bought the big Dodge pickup for. Mm-hmm. The Dodge, 2007 Dodge, with the 5.7 liter Hemi. And the ch- the towing capacity was, I think, about 8,000 pounds. Like 8-something. Right. I started looking at some of the, you know, the smaller... They, they actually have ser- there's several brands that make hard-sided pop-ups. So that's what we're... We were kind of looking at, so it's easier to put up than the regular crank, but it's, right. you know, smaller. Tacoma, with the standard 3.5 liter V6, 4,400 pound oh, yeah. tow, tow capacity. And that's like way that's, more that's than without any special tow package. Exactly. That's just, that's that's just that's the stock truck. truck. Itself. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, it's yeah. got a little more than half, and it's just a six-cylinder. Add, a, add on a tow package. Yep, and you're up to eight thousand pounds. Yeah, you know. So it was, that's interesting. That's interesting yeah. as hell. Yeah, but it does make you curious. Then why? If if it had gone the other way, you know, if the old trucks could tow more, then mm-hmm. I could see why a 1996 F250 would command thirty two grand. But I'm like, I mean, I suppose I didn't look into it. It it's may probably have been, probably because it's a collector's item. It's in really good shape. You right. Know, it's got like low that. miles, all right. original, and blah blah right. blah. But still, yeah. I'm like, man, don't lead with that because people are like, what the hell? You know, it's twenty. It's a, it's an antique. Yeah. And it's like it's just a plain F one fifty. It's not yeah. like it was a. Yeah, it's you know, funny. It's funny because they, you know, the like the F one fifties, they is classified as a as a half ton pickup, right? And the F two fifty was always like a three quarter ton pickup, right? But the F one, but every F one fifty made has a three quarter ton capacity right now. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's, the, the, the dirty secret is you don't need the F three fifty. Well, you know. it, it it it's but again it's it's engineering. It's what you're going to do, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're if it's if it's commercial, if you're going to be towing trailers and hauling shit all week long. Get yep. the F-250, get the F-350, because it's it's stouter. Yep. If you're pulling a trailer, if you're pulling a boat to the lake on a weekend, or you're pulling a trailer out to camp a right. couple of times a year, get the F-150s all you, you need. You, you don't need the 250. Right. Now. So, you know, it just depends. All right. Yep. It's time. I just, yeah, oh, we're, we're, oh man, we're almost we're like an hour and a half way over. And I just got the rem- I just got the reminder. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah. I you do. Whoops. Yeah, that's like oh, time to yeah, go. Guess, guess what? It's time. All right. So 
you got you got a little extra show and a bunch of rants and some car talk and, and we warned you to that's right we to did hang up so, at the so beginning we told so, you that's right we told you, you and then, nobody and we, to blame but yourself we got it out of our system so the next time we don't bore poor Brita to tears that's right and Jay so, won't be here next week and we'll, we'll have a special we, guest host we may or may not maybe. have a guest host we'll <laughs> or we may just say forget it so yeah we'll see but I'll be you back never you never know what you're gonna get that's that's right we'll be back. Someday. That's right. And, and follow us on follow us on locals. That's Damn right. It. <laughs> Bye. Night, y'all.